Hello? What up? this record and I could go back and edit it later but um right. we'll just go ahead and get this started and uh you got a prince on it and I'm joined by uh Starlight Daniels and we just go ahead and get jump right into the NBA playoffs like uh we got one weekend down everybody played at least one game so um who's your favorites coming out the east and the west after after one game and is has that changed from the beginning I mean the end of the regular season uh, Warriors in the West, still my favorite. And then the East, I don't know. The East is up in the air. I think it's going to take more than a a week to figure out the East because, you know, the, the you know the, the the consensus pick, the Cavaliers, didn't look good in their first game, and all that war show from what would prevent them from making it to the finals. Uh, Toronto's looking good, but I mean, <laughs> you know what they say, uh, the series don't begin until the home team loses the game. So we hoping the Wizards can win two coming up this weekend and everybody else in the East kind of like, eh, Philly, you know, but Philly lost to Miami after a, a vintage D Wade, you know, class of 82 performance. So I don't know, but I'm still with the Warriors in the West. And uh, they need to go ahead and make it best 16 team so it could be the Warriors and the Rockets. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I'm, I'm definitely with you on the Warriors in the West. Like, like if they're healthy, they mm-hmm. no one can beat them. And to me, even if Steph doesn't play, like, in the playoffs, like, the Rockets didn't really look good. <laughs> like, only, only Harden showed up. Chris Paul didn't show mm-hmm. up. And if that keeps happening, then – Capella showed up. I mean, but that's because Harden showed up. But that's up. based on Harden, yeah, right. Like, they didn't give the ball to Capella, like, go get us a bucket. It was like, oh, right. pick and roll. We just go throw this up in the air, and you use your bounce to go get it. In, mm-hmm. the, in the East, I just have a hard time seeing how anyone's going to beat LeBron four out of seven. Like, all right, Indiana did it once. But, like, I just I don't see them doing it, like, they don't have anybody who was like, yo, like, because they were, because Indiana was ahead the entire game, they never had to face the point of the game where it was like, yo, we need a bucket. Everybody in the building knows we need a bucket. Who's going to get us a bucket? And to me, like, you, like, yeah, I, you might say, oh, the Depot could go do that for you, but like, if that's the only person, all they go, all Brian is going to say is like, "I'm going to check him now." Like, just make sure no one else does anything. And Toronto, I don't, I don't trust them still. Like, even though yeah. they they won at home, I, I still don't trust them to make the plays to be like champions, like the Eastern Conference champions. Um, Philly, like I really do like Philly. <laughs> I just don't think they'll be able to beat LeBron. Like, I, that performance yesterday was frustrating because everybody was like, oh, see, the Heat stopped them. This is why they're they so young. It's like, I mean, it took 
like Dwayne Wade had a vintage first half performance because if we look at the numbers, he scored two buckets in the second half. So like big buckets though, luck buckets though. I mean, big, nah, bu- big buckets. You, know, you know what? Big buckets, but could be luck. The steal was good. That was just terrible by who was that? Ilyasova who didn't have any type of awareness. The jumper was a it was a big bucket, but like look like the. The Sixers didn't fold, and so for me, if they didn't fold, like uh, that, that shows some maturity. Like, yeah, they didn't win the game, but they didn't fold. And we also talk about the Heat, who like, if they dominated at home so much, they wouldn't be the sixth seed. Yeah. So, to me, the it their loss yesterday, while it wasn't the best thing, it wasn't the worst. Like, they didn't get punched in the mouth and fold. Like, they kept fighting. It was just like the Heat had Dwayne Wade, who's been there before. Like, you take Dwayne Wade out that game yesterday, like, the Sixers are up 2-0. So. I I, I disagree with that a little bit because I think the Sixers played a bad game. The way they were shooting, they were shooting like the ball was on fire. They were taking really bad threes. Like, their top three three three-point shooters went like a combined, I want to say four for like four for like seventeen, and like they they I think they believed them themselves a little bit too much after game one when they hit like what they hit like eighteen threes in that in that first game. Uh, I think they hit like eighteen, and so yeah. I, I'll I'll halfway agree with you. I think Covington yeah. was like I I don't know what was wrong with him yesterday, but like like. He was not there because, like, even at the end of the game, like, he shot a couple shots where, like, even Ben Simmons was looking at him like, yo, we didn't mm. need that right there. So I agree with you. Like, some of the three-point shooters was was just doing ridiculous things. But even after playing that bad game, they got it to within four. Yeah. And as you um, said, it took Dwayne Wade's defensive thing first before the jumper. Like, that defensive because the Sixers was only down four with the ball, weren't they? When he made that yeah. play, so like, I, and B still hasn't played either. So, and, right, you know, got to see with that. So. so, I mean, I think for me, like, I, I see, I see the Sixers, I see a Sixers Cavs finals, because as well as Boston has played, like, I, I don't if they get to the Sixers, I don't see. I don't see uh, Brad Stevens cooking up something to stop that. Like, I think that's where it'll stop there. But go back to the Pacers. I think Lance could get you a bucket too. Um, all right. So, honestly, so here's what, all right. So here's the thing about Lance. I told my brother this yesterday. He was already showing signs of like, like crossing the line of like crazy and good. Like, the first half, he was good. But the second half, he already started getting too close to the crazy line. And that's where I get a little bit worried about, like, yo, like, we can't count on you if you're getting close to that crazy line in game one. (laughs) So that's what worries me about Lance. Um, I I just can't see four out of seven. Like, I... I don't have any other like scientific data. I don't have no proof. I don't got no numbers. Like, I just really don't see a team beating LeBron four out of seven unless he wants them to. And I don't think he wants. I don't think he wants to lose in the first round. 
But I, but I, the way I see it, they don't have a consistent second score. So it's going to be a problem. Too much inconsistency from the new guys. Even Kevin Love, they going to put JR into the starting lineup, but then that kind of messes up their bench. So it's kind of like, eh, what, what, you know, what you want. And then the Pacers, I mean, they are 3-1 and one against them this year. That's going after the trade, so it's kind of like until proven otherwise. Yeah, I mean, I hear it. I just it's gonna be one of those things. I gotta it's see. It. Yeah, you gotta see it. <laughs> you gotta see it. But like, and here's here's why I also picked the Warriors. Yo, Houston should have lost Game One. Yeah. Like I don't I don't know like if like like this is and this is this is why I was always lukewarm on Tibbs, like Thibodeau. Like, yo, your best players are Jimmy Butler and Towns. You could argue about the order or you want, but, like, those two are your best players, right? Those who had the lowest usage rate of the game one. Like, Derrick Rose had the highest usage rate. This is why I didn't think that was a good signing for him. Yeah, because no, who's going to tell him you need to pass the ball to Towns and Butler? Like, Towns had nine shots. Like, I don't care if he's not demanding the ball. I don't care if he's like, yo, he's not like, yo, give me the ball. You're a vet. You know he has at least an even matchup. Give him more than nine shots. Yeah. <clears throat> but, you so, know, they only lost by three points. And that, and, but that's what worries me because, like, they think that's okay to – that. That might be an okay way to play. Like, no, Derrick Rose, stop using the ball so much. Pass the ball. Now, I think they know they got to feed Towns more. Because you don't want Jimmy Butler even to carry that much of a load. And he's coming coming back off a knee injury. Yeah. But for like... Did he have surgery or was it just a rest thing? He did. uh, I can't remember. But in so that's I can't see like that's why it's like ah like Houston you're making these mistakes against <laughs> like Minnesota a playoff newbie you might get through to your then like I'm I'm worried about Houston getting past the Thunder yeah because if yeah playoff P keeps like <laughs> hey, but. We didn't even talk about um, the Pelicans and, and the Blazers either. Because just looking right now, the game is tight. The, Pe- the, the, the Pelicans might could get the Blazers out of there too. Yeah, but neither one of them will go get the Warriors. Yeah, I don't think anybody's going to be. <laughs> Did you see the, the, the report today? Steph's probably going to be out for another three weeks. So that put them at what? In the second round? Yeah, in the second round. Maybe game two or game three, perhaps. It goes a four, three weeks. Okay. Look, they, they once they got assured the second seed and Portland kind of got assured the third, uh-huh. they was in the driver's seat. Yeah. Cause like, um, they, they don't fear Portland. They might go and sweep um, the Spurs. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and for me, if they sweep the Spurs, that's on pop. You think so? Yep, 
because you 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 put so much effort and energy into Kawhi coming back. Like, yeah, you don't have maximum talent, but you got talent to win a game. Like last year, weren't they talking about Dejounte Murray being the next up and coming thing? True. <laughs> like <clears throat> earlier this year, coming into the season, wasn't they talking about oh Pop and Orish had to sit down and they on the same page? I mean, that should get you one game, right? That should get you a game at home. So if they get swept, I'm going to be looking at pop, like, between the coaching and then the, the way y'all handling Kawhi. Like, you got you got Parker, Tony Parker, and Ginobili coming out saying, oh, we need him. Y'all looking, to, y'all looking like all the other teams <laughs> who win a couple championships and then get with a player who bucked the system. Y'all looking real, a little funny in the light. Yeah, we're gonna have to see how that plays out. So, I mean, that's that's gonna be gonna be interesting. But uh, awards, what you think of the awards? He, I mean, I don't see how Harden doesn't win MVP. Yeah, Harden's MVP. Um, Harden's MVP. I'm I'm torn on rookie of the year. I think it should be. Excuse me, co-rookie. Because even no matter how good Ben Simmons has played, we kind of kind of expected that from him. Nobody really expected this from Donovan Mitchell. Like, nobody was talking about him coming out of the draft. Like, not one person. So, it's kind of like and, – and, and to do it continuously. I mean, he had hype from the beginning and then – through All-Star and lived up to it, even to the game one. I mean, he showed up for the Jazz. Um, most improved Oladipo, easy. Um, coach of the year. It's, it's got to be Brad. I, I'm going to go Brad Stevens with some votes for Alvin Gentry and then. Um, what other awards? Six man. I guess it's Lou Williams. All right, so MVP. Oh, defensive player of the year. Go. Yeah, we got. Go back. All right, so MVP. I mean, I would give it to uh, to Harden because of what I heard uh, Dominique Foxworth say. I think it was on Highly Questionable. Mm-hmm. Like, the MVP is about narratives. So, like, last year, Russ won largely in part because the narrative was we had never seen triple-double average for a whole season. That's actually true. Mm-hmm. If we go back and look, like, everyone who's won, we could probably give a narrative for that year, probably going back for a while. Um, so, this year, it's hard. And, like, his narrative is he didn't win for the past two years when his numbers probably said he should have. Um, so, he gets it. For me, though, it's like, for me, I like to hear the arguments of why people say they want to, who they think should win. Because, like, hey, Russ did average a triple-double again. He got another one, yeah. And, like, whatever you say about him chasing stats, like, oh, he's chasing his stats. Yo, it's hard to average a triple-double. Like, and even if you want to apply Pablo's, like, Pablo Torre's argument about like, oh, well, it's only cool triple-double because we uh, arbitrarily assigned a number to 10 if it was Chinese. Like, oh, okay, we're not we're not in the Chinese Basketball Association. We're in the NBA, 
And after becoming the second person ever to do it, he then became the only person ever to do it twice. So, like, as long as anyone's not like, well, he got better players, like, you might not actually watch the basketball games because, like, yeah, he got two all-star players, but, like, did Melo average 10 points a game this year? Because, like, not 12. All right. I mean, if he did, I know it was pretty close to it. Yeah. But he accepted his role toward the end of the season. Oh, he definitely was a role player. So, like, it's hard as hell to average a triple-double. So, yes, Harden's narrative is better, but as long as you show some love to, like, all these other people, then that that's some good. Um, rookie of the year, like, definitely got to be called rookie of the years. Like, I don't see any way around it. It's like, I just don't. Um, coach of the year, that's a tough one. Because, I mean, like, we watched Brad Stevens, like, team crumble within six minutes uh-huh. of the first game of the season. And, like, had Kyrie not gotten hurt, I mean, do they get number one? <laughs> or at least they pushed him out. Though I, I want to put Dwayne Case. He he needs some consideration. No, no, no. And he does too because he changed his whole offensive like philosophy and got his two best players to buy into it. So like, and actually like one game's doing it. Oh. So like that's definitely consideration as well. Um, you got to go with D'Antoni. Got consideration. Like he got two people who have the ball in their hands at all times previously mm-hmm. to share the ball. With like no real no real hiccups. In fact, like they bonded together so much as a team, like they got Chris Paul to take them through the secret tunnel to go fight the Clippers. <laughs> like it was like early I was just with them early in the season. I was just with them for six years, but I'm with Shy and we down. So like I'm not gonna take the easy way. Oh, I don't know about no nah, we not we can't go that way. Yeah, here's here shall we get through there. So like, I mean Coaching is, is going to be crazy because then you're talking about Alvin Gentry down in the world. And it's like he lost an all-star player on a contract year. Mm-hmm. And they still, they still made the playoffs. The, 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 the gangster. The, so, I, nah, he, he needs some consideration too. Yeah. Yeah, John Beach. It's a good, so this is, good season. At the beginning of the season, I said this is going to be one of the better seasons in a long time. Um, I still kind of feel that way, even though like, a, a couple of things, you know, let me down. You could say John Wall's injury, Kyrie, Gordon Haywood, of course. Even Isaiah Thomas. Um, but it was just a good season. It's just so much. It's, it's a lot of pressure. Honestly. Yeah, I was definitely good. Like, it was definitely a good season, even in spite of the injuries. Because, like, as you said, we had a lot of injuries that changed a lot of teams. Like, the Celtics starting at the top. The Cavs started at the top in terms of, like, what they got back with Isaiah Thomas and Jay Crowder. The Wizards losing John Wall. Like, the, the Pelicans without Boogie. Like, injuries played the part. The Warriors without Steph and – Clay and then KD at different hey, times, like hey, yeah, like it's just it was a it was a lot of injuries that played the role. And for me, I don't well, I know why they don't shorten the season because of money. But like, 
I don't see how you don't even give consideration to 60 games. Yeah. I don't see how. You got your best players on the bench, and you talk about them missing extended times in the playoffs? Kawhi. Kawhi. He missed the whole season. Nine games. And you telling me, like, we can't crush it down? Like, y'all already charging an arm, a leg, and, like, your couple fingers for season tickets? Hell yeah. I mean, I, that that I just I don't get the same. Like I I don't get it. Like is the the greed of money just that much? Like we only talk about sixteen games. Paul Millsap. Paul Millsap out of Denver because that Denver Minnesota game. Yeah. That's that was that was the game. So yeah, that. I don't know. I hope you don't have to have a lockout to make it happen, but it's looking like they need something to make the change to shorten the season because it is most surely needed. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't mm-hmm. But see, what's tough about that is shortening the season then the owners going to want to bring down salaries and salaries. I don't think the players would give it up for give up the salary. I don't know. I don't. I mean, would you give it up? Say, aggregate, uh, you know, on fifteen to twenty million offered contracts for across the board. So, I would. This is where like they really got to sit down and talk to like scientists and doctors and shit. I would give that up if you tell me that the 16 games I'm losing per season adds another two to three seasons on my career. Yeah. I think superstars, I think you have a problem with average players because they're getting such ridiculous contracts at this moment, kind of, and like, I don't know. But that, but that's the thing. Like, if you keep going on this, it's going to burst. And, and if it bursts, do you have the talent to keep afloat. Yeah. Because the superstars will keep afloat. They got the talent to keep afloat. But if you're somebody who got a contract for four years, 30 million, because that was just what the market is, yeah, it's cool that you got that. But when the market collapses, is your talent, like, strong enough? Like J.J. Reddick, we know he's going to be able to shoot the ball. Uh-huh. So when the contracts shrink a bit, he's still going to be a prime commodity because he's still going to to shoot the ball. But the ones cashed in on the bonanza, they gonna have their whole day. Right, money. they gonna have to be out good there with their money. Good with their money, cause you not gonna be able to cash in again. Or, or they not worried about general uh, honestly players that's coming right after you. Right, because because then you say a lot of you know what I'm saying older guys or guys that's in the middle of their careers and they're going to post prime, they gonna cash grab right now. Mm-hmm. The youngest coming out of school or in high school who they got to make the arguments for like this one and done rule. Yeah, we get to that. Like, I mean, we could go through the whole situation of how it's mainly black sports to have the you need to go to college aspect to them because like tennis don't have that shit, hockey don't. And then the, the the comeback is, well, they have minor leagues. Well, we could have a minor league basketball association if they wanted us to, if they well, wanted think, to be there. I think the G League is going to get more players coming straight out instead of going to college. 
<laughs> and working on it. Did you hear that the the um the minimum salary is being raised? Yeah. Now the only so the only downside I have about the G League taking people out of school straight out of high school is that some of them kids go get bad information and they go go against some grown men who are fighting for their last scrap and they go get broke. Whereas if they went to college and it was people in their age range, they'd be able to like mature and develop at an appropriate level. But at the same time, I can't say don't deny them the opportunity to try to make it to the league. And that that's why, particularly for basketball, that shit is hard. Because it's like, oh, well, just go go overseas. And it's like, yeah, have you ever been overseas? Were you Did you go overseas at 18? Like, yeah. you telling these kids to go overseas to make money to send back. But, like, like they need people there. But I'm also not in, in favor of saying you have to stay in school for two years. Like, now with the way the NCAA go, like, I've been a college student. I've been poor. And you best believe if I was an athlete, I would not gone a day without a meal, period. Period. So, it's, like, that one is really hard because it's like, yo, some of you guys really need to stay in school. But, like, I was a college student. Like, some Fridays, second semester when I was a freshman, I didn't want to go to class. But now you're telling these kids who who make big money for the university – and like they may not be the they may not be like road scholars, but they understand that. Well, just the big money that's actually more of a student, I mean more of an athlete than a student as far as kind of how it's set up. Yeah. Their time. Yep. I'm like if they at eight o'clock catch the hard hard enough doing it at like as is, like you said. You get up to an eight eight o'clock class. Say if you had practice the day before you saw you turned your ankle. You turned your ankle and you ain't trying to walk down to your classes on the opposite side of campus. And since it's an 8 o'clock class, the shuttles don't start running till 8. Hmm. What? As a freshman, I'm staying home. Period. No question. Look, I got to rest my ankle. But if you do that as a college athlete, oh, coach calling you, you in trouble. That, it's just, it's both. Like, that shit is bogus. And I think because it's so bogus, it's going to make a lot of people jump who have people in their pocket, like, who just want to get cash. Like, if you if if you got somebody who tell you, yo, this can right be tough, you can right. The G League is not like, yeah, it's not like AAU ball. Like, you right. if you got people to sign you to right be grown men, you still do it, you know, that's fine. But I just... It's going to be some of these kids who's, like, somebody who their mom knows, like, yeah, you should go to the league, and when you get on, you should work with this group. And they go get to the, the G League, and it's, like, somebody who's – it's really their last chance because the name escapes me, but I feel like there's, like, somebody who's in the NBA this season who 